The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Jury trials are resuming in several localities across the state. A three-judge panel of the Supreme Court of Virginia has so far approved reopening plans for eight circuit courts. They include Richmond City and Henrico. Whitney Evans reports. The city of Richmond was cleared to begin trials late last week. The city's plan is to work through a backlog of criminal jury trials before moving to civil cases. Localities had to describe how and when the circuit courts could safely conduct jury trials, including plans for enhanced cleaning and physical distancing. Henrico Circuit Court was the first in the state to conduct a criminal jury trial since the start of the pandemic six months ago. The pandemic prompted the Supreme Court to halt all jury trials as part of the court's larger declaration of judicial emergency. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Some Democrats have called for expanding the U.S. Supreme Court if they win control of Congress and the presidency. The court is expected to take up several key cases soon, including a Republican lawsuit to strike down the Affordable Care Act. Democratic Senator Tim Kaine says he'd rather pass legislation to address the issue. If they're so set and determined to take health insurance away from tens of millions, we can fix that if we have a Senate majority in a White House. And that's the kind of fix I'm thinking about. Republicans likely have enough votes to confirm a new justice before Inauguration Day to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. In 2016, Senate Republicans refused to consider President Barack Obama's pick for the court because it was an election year. The master land use plan for Richmond, known as Richmond 300, is expected to be in its final form today. As Ian Stewart reports, the process of laying out how the city should look in the year 2037 has seen some twists and turns. For almost three years, the more than 200-page plan has been reworked through a public process. Maritza Peachin is the project manager for Richmond 300. The plan is just the beginning, believe it or not. There's a lot that now needs to get implemented. Peachin says the proposed enhancements make the city a more walkable, bikeable, and livable place and provide a roadmap for future planners. We want as much as possible for people to point back to Richmond 300, which was created with thousands of people's voices, to make sure that they use the plan. The planning commission will take online public comments, then vote on the guide October 5th. If approved, Richmond City Council will weigh in sometime in November. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The Virginia Department of Health has added a series of new dashboards to its website to report more localized data about the coronavirus. The site now shows the extent of COVID-19 transmission in each town and city and criteria for whether mitigation measures should be reinstated. According to the new VDH data, Central Virginia currently has the highest transmission rate in the state. The dashboard will also now include the risk of contracting COVID-19 in different school districts based on new cases, percentage of positive tests, and hospital capacity. September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and as Paul Bebo reports, one community in Hampton Roads is deeply affected. Veterans are one and a half times more likely to die by suicide than civilians, and preventing veteran suicide often starts with one step. Um, Removing firearms is by far one of the most effective ways in preventing suicide. Dr. Iman Williams-Christians is a clinical psychologist and director for the Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic in Virginia Beach. She says locking guns away or taking them out of the house is crucial. 
but so is honesty. When I'm talking to a client and, you know, we're talking about suicide, I ask them directly, are you thinking about suicide? A lot of people are afraid to use that word, um, but, but that is the best word. Learn more about the signs and risk factors at NAMI.org. If you or someone you know is in a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or call 911 right away. Paul Bebo, VPM News. Richmond police have posted signs at the Lee Monument traffic circle that say guns are prohibited in the area. Earlier this month, the Richmond City Council adopted an ordinance banning guns on public property during protests and permitted events. The ordinance can be enforced only if signs are posted. Richmond's police chief says law enforcement can post signs ahead of any protests or rallies they hear about from flyers or social media posts. On the campaign trail, Senator Mark Warner held a recent Facebook town hall on gun violence. I support all of the legislation that was passed by the General Assembly. As a matter of fact, Tim Kaine and I have taken that legislation and introduced it as the Virginia plan. This legislation includes removing guns from those at risk of harming themselves or others, closing background check loopholes, and limiting purchases to one gun a month. Warner's opponent, Daniel Gade, is no stranger to gun violence. He lost his leg while serving in Iraq. Gade says Virginia Democrats have not supported increasing penalties for breaking gun laws. It's just absolutely amazing to me that you would at the same time say we have a a firearms crisis and on the other hand say, oh, but we don't want the laws to to have teeth. In recent polls, Warner has maintained consistent double-digit leads over Gade. The administration of Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney presented plans to city council last night on increasing access to affordable housing. As Roberta Roldan reports, Stoney's affordable housing strategy includes selling off dozens of city-owned land properties. Under Mayor Stoney's biennial real estate plan, more than 50 acres would go to the Maggie Walker Community Land Trust and other nonprofits to develop affordable homes and apartments. Another 83 acres of high-value city-owned land would go up for bid by developers. Stoney says those proceeds could provide much-needed funding for the city's long-term projects. We cannot expect that the federal government uh, will continue to pour dollars through this most critical time into our coffers. And I believe the real estate that the city owns can act as that stimulus. The Stoney administration also presented city council members with a plan for creating 10,000 affordable housing units by 2030. Both plans will need to be approved by city council. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM.